0: Welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. How are you? So good. I'm excited because I actually have some books that I want to talk about today.
1: It's been a good week or a few weeks of reading for me. Me too. It's picked up. Yep. And some good ones, some new books that I've been waiting for. Yep. I think you're feeling the same way.
0: Absolutely. Like, I've I've been very open about my lag in reading. I think mm-hmm. I was down five books behind schedule. <laughs> <That's
1: all>. but, <laughs> and you call yourself a reader. I know. Okay, but really, how many books have you read this year? 82. Because we get down on ourselves for being behind <laughs> schedule, and I'm in the 80s as well. 80-something. Yeah. So, come yeah. on. We, that's still incredible reading. Some people don't read five books a year. I know. So, and that's okay too. It's but okay. We read a lot.
0: It was just like, when you see it's that just on your like
1: tracking
0: yeah. challenge, whatever, it's like, oh, I'm really like, I think it just really goes to show that where the rate that I'm used to reading books, when I go that long and I'm not really reading, like it says more about what's happening in my regular life yeah. than, and maybe a little bit about the books that I'm getting. Yes. That I'm just not really excited about. I might be a little slower to get to them. Right. But mostly I think it has to do with like just my general life. Like I'm overwhelmed. I'm busy. I'm not getting to my reading. I'm over
1: here. Right. And when you, when I am getting to my reading, I'm not in a place where I can pay attention. Yeah. Like I, there there's, my brain's been more taxed lately, so I can't just put it on and do mundane things need full attention for it. Totally. I also think that um, there's a lot of high hype books coming out and s- that have really long wait times. Yes. So my my book hold list is full. I don't have hardly anything checked out to me and yet nothing on the horizon comes available in any short amount so you're of time. Kind of so I feel like I'm waiting and trying to find books to fill in But they haven't been those fun, exciting books I've been waiting for. Yes.
0: I agree. And in the last little while, I had like – I think I even mentioned last time like – my books all became available at the same time. I had five on my shelf at one time. I'm like, oh, I got to get ready. And they were all fun books. Like I had a hard time choosing. Sometimes I'm like, start? oh, yeah. I can skip that one because I really want to read this other, other one. one. But this one, it was like, no, just turn and go in order hurry, because they're all exciting. Yeah. I'm all excited about them. Anyway, so, so many that I could talk about, but I, I've reserved it to three. One of okay. which I think we're both. Yes. Sure.
1: Same here. But our fun fact. Yes. So, our author, the New York Times did an article on his book that we're reading How High We Go in the Dark. And I finished reading it, if that's fair to say already. We're not going to talk have about it. Finished it as but well. I finished reading it, and Sarah has as well, because it came available. I didn't and I didn't, want, and I didn't want anybody else to miss out on it so we're done a little earlier than normal but we won't record that yet we're not going to talk about it but I in reading this interview I was like I kind of wish maybe this had been pointed out to me before okay so he says in this article um if you notice my summary doesn't name characters that's because this novel in story features different narratives narrators, and settings in each chapter. If you're a short story lover, as I am, you'll be impressed with Nagamatsu's meticulous craft. If you crave sustained character and plot arcs, well, you'll have to settle for admiring the well-honed prose, poignant meditations, and unique concepts. Hardly small pleasures. The reader might best approach the book like a melancholy black mirror season. So each chapter is like a short story. and. And I've I got that after a while, but at first I was trying to make connections. Yes, yes. And I think I was just taxing my brain so much harder that they totally. S- that that's not and how it writes. I do think that there
0: are some connections between the stories, but they were
1: unnecessary to the overall to the overall book. book. Yes, yes. So anyway, I wow, interesting. I'm, I'm excited for that episode to I talk like about want, it. If
0: you guys have, we will be recording this at a later time. So if you finish this and read it, like send us your thoughts.
1: Yeah. And we'll add them to
0: ours. We would love to share your thoughts on next week's podcast. Yes. So get them in ASAP so that we can so share. So that them. we can
1: read over. We'd love that. Okay. okay. All right. Let's get started. Yes. Jamie? Yeah. What's on your shelf? Oh, I love that question. Okay. The first book on my shelf is called The Comfort Book by Matt Haig. Haig Haig. How do you pronounce it? Haig? I think I've said Haig. I think so too. Okay. So Matt Haig is the author of The Midnight Library. I love that book. Yeah. So he. This is a very different type of book for him. This is a short book. It's only 272 pages. It's not a lot of text on a page, although I did listen to it. But it's only like a three-hour listen. Oh. It's quite short, but it packs a strong punch. It is kind of his um, thoughts, lists, uplifting motivational things, short stories that he has written over a couple of years to help him when he's feeling depressed or down. Like when he's been in those places, writing down thoughts, almost he says to his future self for when he's back in those places. And he talks about how when we're in our darkest is when we can help ourselves the most, like the brightest Uh things can come out of this. And so at the beginning of the book, I think the first section he talks about this book is a mess. Like it's a messy book. It's not a storyline. It's not I kind of thought of it as, you know, the old school, like 90s chicken soup for the soul that was a big deal, just a bunch yes. of like little short stories and good feel things. And I wouldn't say these are all good feel because it comes from a place of mental health issues like depression, anxiety. Um, and th- that does not feel good. But he's given himself reminders and things to think about when he feels that way. So I kind of took the book as like all these just little positive thoughts. And some of them are short, some of them are long, some of them are lists. But they like you could sit down and just read one and then put the book away for a day or two and then pick it up and read a couple more. Or you could sit down and go through all of it. If you're depressed, if you're having a down day, pick up this book and just plow through it, something is going to resonate with you. Because there's so many different ideas. You're going to find something that's going to help you out. So it's called The Comfort Book by Matt Haig. And I gave it five stars. So can I add? Yeah. Jamie gave me this book. After she
0: read it, she like brought it. I had a bad day. Jamie brought it over to me, gave it to me. It sits on my bedside table. And I'll just, before I go to bed, I don't even pick a page. I just open it and like read because they are short, little, like... Just little snippets. Yeah. And they are exactly like that. Like, there doesn't have to be an order to it. And I haven't read all of it. Okay. Because I just do, like, a little bit each day. I'll read one or two. Mm-hmm. But I, it really is just a little bit of light at the end of the day for me. Yeah. That's how I've been...
1: Do And yeah. I'm loving it. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. It's a cute looking cover. So it's it would so look really cute. cute on a nightstand. <laughs> I actually, when I was done with it, I was like, okay, I need a hard copy of this. yeah, And I need one for Sarah. So yeah. I just got on. I ordered two. <laughs> because, you know, my son deals with some anxiety and some depression. And when it triggers, it's usually at night and he has a hard time sleeping. And mm. it just hit me like... To read some of these things when you can't sleep, to have your mind fixate on these thoughts instead of maybe the other thoughts it's fixating yeah. on might be very helpful. So I love that. Actually. I it's just sitting in our library oh, and perfect. I let him know, like, I think this would be great if you're having a hard time sleeping or you need a pick me up. This is, I really liked it and I thought you would like it too. So
0: I think it's great. I
1: just, it was just a little gem that it, I found. And so I,
0: and I do think that like, I, it even as you're sitting here talking about this and like having it as a gift, like this would be such a good, like someone who has a hard thing or you don't know what to do for them. Absolutely. Like giving them this little gift, thoughtful, yeah, like so thoughtful, so easy. It's not something they have to take a lot of time out of their lives to read right. and feel the impact of it.
1: Absolutely. It would be a really good. I agree. I mean, I've had gift. moments where I've dealt with depression and anxiety and I've had other people be like, I've never experienced this. I don't know the best way to help. What can I do to help? This would be a great And just a little thing like this. Yes. a A text, a conversation, letting people know you're there. But this is, and I even got, I finished it early in the morning, one morning, I started it the night before and then finished it the next morning and hopped on Amazon and it was same day shipping. Awesome. I got it that afternoon. That's amazing. So it's a quick, it was quick and easy if you have Amazon Prime to get it quick. And I think it would make a great gift.
0: Yeah. I just kind of thought like that's something. We're always looking for ways to like support each other. I thought that was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. So. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. The first one I'm going to talk about today is The It Girl by Ruth Ware.
1: I've started it, but I, I'm i only like two and a half hours in. Okay. This is a, Ruth Ware. Lover. Lover. She knows long how... Long wait on this one. I know.
0: Well, it's because it's a long book. This is a really long book. I think it was 17 hours or something yeah. like that. It was yeah. a doozy. So it's taking people um, longer to get 423 through 423 pages, it says. It's a doozy. Yep. Um, I... This story, just a little synopsis, is about like a group of college friends, you know, um, and their experience at college. You kind of get it's kind of going back and forth from when they were in college to like 10 years later. They're out of college adults mm-hmm. living their lives and they had a tragedy while they were in college and it's still affecting them now 10 years later and mm-hmm. so you're kind of bouncing back you don't really know what happened you know something happened right. how did it happen um you're trying to figure out what was that re- what really happened or is there something we don't know anyway it's she knows how to weave a mystery yes i really enjoyed the book i loved the way it ended i will say like i had two ideas like it was either this or this in the end and i was right, one of, right was on one of them was correct Okay. Um, but it could have gone either way, I think. And I but it was good. I liked it. My only complaint is it's very
1: long. It was it was unnecessarily long. You know what? Being only two and a half hours in and knowing how long it is, I've even thought to myself a few times, Okay, you've repeated this a few times. Yeah. That's what's making this book so long. Like you don't need to say that again. Yeah. I got it. Totally. Fair.
0: Yep. Kay. I even thought it like I felt it more in the beginning. Like I know she's trying to set the stage. She yeah. wants you to get that, to know yeah. characters, but it did kind of feel like monotonous. Like why are you telling me this? And I don't know that all of that information was, was m- important for the end. Uh-huh. It, anyway, very it was good though, and I don't yeah. want to spoil anything because it is a mystery. Uh huh. But it is a great Ruth Ware. Like definitely worth a read if you like Ruth and you like her books, you will like this. It's right in line with her, others. With her. Yeah, and you will like it. But um, if you, I want to know if everybody else figured it out, because I
1: rarely can pinpoint the end. True. I'm not good I'm at not that. I'm not good at that either. And so right now, with as much as I've read, I'm thinking, huh, what, what, what do I think? Who, yeah. mm. I don't know yet. Yeah, it was good. So it's The It Girl by Ruth Ware. And what? how many stars did you give it?
0: I gave it four stars because ultimately I really liked liked the book. It It just was like too much information, but that's not worth dropping a star.
1: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is Bright Burning Things by Lisa Harding. This was a read with Jenna book at some point. I'm not sure when, but it does say that on the cover. Um, I gave it four stars. I really liked it. Okay. Um, it was a little hard to read at first though. And I'll tell you why the character, the main character, her name's Sonia, she used to perform on stage and had this really glittery, l- glamorous, glittery life parties and all this stuff. Um, and as she got older, this glamoury lifestyle started to dim as life sets in and you're becoming an adult and having to adult. She Mm. has a child and she is a single parent to this child. And, um, she's got some trauma from her childhood, her failed career. And now this child that she absolutely loves and wants to protect, but she's also battling some of these issues from, you know, not being able to have her being an actress and being on the stage anymore and being a single parent. So the hardness of life, and it leads her, she um, falls deep into alcoholism. And the book is written in a way that I felt crazy. At first, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is all over the place. And then you realize, at least this was most my perspective, that it is written manically like her brain is functioning. Like it's just, boo-boo, I had to, I usually listen to books at one and a half speed. Yeah, I had to slow this down to one. Oh. Because she's so, her thoughts are just spiraling, 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 and I was overwhelmed with it. And so I had to actually slow it down. to its normal speed. But it really puts you in her shoes, the way it's written. It was definitely um, eye opening to, you know, she's trying to explain that I'm okay, I'm doing this. And then the other people in her lives are trying to step in and help out and be like, you need to go get help. And um, she thinks she's fine, because she doesn't see it. And her perspective being in this haze and the outside perspective, and then where how her perspective changes over time. And um she, you know, she's kind of forced to make a choice to get her life together, what she does. And then is she trusted afterwards as being, you know, a responsible parent, responsible person who can sustain her life and her child's life and does she gain ever gain back that trust or will people always look at her and her choices as you're back on the bottle type thing, you know? Ugh. So it it was it was hard and yet really well written. I gave it four stars, Bright Burning Things by Lisa Harding. You gave it how many? Four stars. All right. It was really a really good read and I actually blazed through it so oh. fast. It was just one of those that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, we're over. Okay. This book just ran. That's and I awesome. was with it and it, I was into it. Yeah. So excellent read. Very good. Um, Awesome.
0: Okay. The next book I'm going to talk about today is called A Lady's Guide to Fortune Hunting by Sophie Irwin.
1: Yes, please.
0: So this one's been on... A lot of lists.
1: Um, I have not heard of this. Haven't you? No.
0: Do you recognize the cover? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. So I, this is like a Jane Austen type. Okay. Novel. I just, just to give you an idea. Um, It's a historical fiction. There's, it's a bit of a rom-com historical fiction okay so the story is about um a family whose parents had very little money um her the dad was a well-off man in his youth like his Mm -hmm. he came from a very well-off family but then he married someone who was lower class and had a bit of a reputation and so they disowned him okay but they their love was the most important thing so they got married and moved to a small town they didn't have very much they did have a little bit but his dad was a gambler and Mm -hmm. so really left them in debt and they of course have four daughters so no sons. Okay. These, so now it's left to their oldest daughter to figure out how to keep the daughters together. Uh-huh. Because otherwise, with no money, you know they're going to have to send one off, or probably everyone off to work. And no one's going to get an education. And they're just going to become really separated, mostly right. was the biggest concern. So she decides um, that she's going to marry well. Because she needs someone who has a lot of money to take care of their debts. Their dad left them with debts. Yeah. These, and this to is keep your family only option. It's
1: all she get. And she That's, can't make money on, her own. on her own. Women can't do that. That was the way it was set up. So you have to find. You have to marry for money. Someone for money.
0: Yep. So she has an aunt. Well, it's not an aunt, but a dear friend of her mother in London. And she has agreed to host them during the season. The dating season. I'm sure there, okay. there's a word for it and I cannot think of it now, but where you come out and they uh-huh. have all the balls yeah. and um, the social season. Right. And so she goes out a little early to maybe get a jump start, learn the ways of London and be able to make some connections and hopefully be paired with someone with some money. And so this whole book is about how she goes about s- snagging. Right, <laughs> A man with a yeah. lot of money, and it's really clever. Okay. Um, she ends up setting her eyes on a young boy who has quite an inheritance coming his way, but his older brother catches on to what's happening mm-hmm. and basically confronts her about it, and she instead so agrees not to go after the son with his help. okay, I won't go after your brother. Okay. If you'll help me find someone I'm- else. Oh. And so together, you know, they're this unlikely pair as she goes about gonna- hunting for <laughs> someone with money. And it is super cute. I really liked it. It was entertaining. Yeah. I love that era. I think it is so interesting. And to be in London during that social season. The fashion It's like Bridgerton the- minus yeah. the sex. Yeah. <laughs> Which is right at my alley. Perfect. Yeah, I didn't need all of that. So I thought it was really, really fun. If you like that genre, if you like that that kind of storyline, you would absolutely love this book. I, you kind of, I kind of felt like I knew where it was going, but I didn't know how it was going to get there, and I had no idea it would get there the way that it did, which was super clever and fun. Um, and so I gave it four stars. And it's called um, "Lady's Guide to Fortune Hunting" by Sophie Irwin.
1: That sounds really good.
0: It was super fun. Just really cute and lighthearted. And it's it was a fun twist on like an, a time that we kind of hear, I
1: don't know, how do you tell that story again? But she did it yeah. and it was cute. Lady's Guide to Fortune. Okay. Our last one, Sarah. Oh, we have a joint book to talk about. <sighs> do you want to say it? Okay. Go for it. Carrie Soto is back. Taylor Jenkins Reid. Whoop, whoop. Finally <laughs> waited forever for it. I know. I was so excited to get it. I
0: Quicker know. Quicker than
1: expected.
0: It did. It came up because I think our library like purchased more copies. Jumped on and got more
1: copies because the wait long was long. Yeah. Um. So it was really exciting to get it.
0: Can we just say, okay, this book came out August 30th. There's already 17,000 ratings on Goodreads.
1: Ooh.
0: With high ratings. 4.44 like overall. Readers are liking it.
1: Yeah, what did you think, Jamie? I gave it 5 stars. You gave it 5 I stars? I gave it 5 stars. I loved it. I loved it and I'm basing it up cuz I've read Olive Taylor Yeah. books now. Yeah. Um I gave Malibu Rising 4. I know. And I liked this better. Okay. So, therefore, it gets five. It might not be the highest five compared to my other fives. Yeah. But I liked this book. I really liked this
0: book a lot. I gave it four stars. You
1: gave it four. Okay. This is what I liked so much about it. When I saw that the main character was a tennis player and this was going to be about tennis, I was so disappointed. I couldn't care less about sports I am not <laughs> especially like tennis like I would never
0: I don't know people's names
1: I don't know, know, I don't
0: know I what know season Williams.
1: sports are played in I don't do sports yeah I just don't and nor would I ever be like "Ooh, I'm gonna pick up that book about I mean I know there's been like a lot of books written about the underdog team that makes it to the top and it's great no don't I don't care yeah. I've never been like oh, I'm going to read that anything. and find out. Not my thing. Not my thing. So when I found out this was like a tennis player, a retired tennis player coming back to the game. I was like blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And it kind of then gave me the vibe of who was it that just wrote the other book? Apples. Yeah. Never fall? Yeah. Something like that who It's um someone oh my we gosh. Were waiting for to come out with another
0: Leanne Moriarty oh,
1: Leanne Moriarty and it's
0: apples never fall apples never fall we read that last and September. I liked
1: that but I didn't love it as much as some of her other books so when I saw this I was like I just read it a tennis also book also has some tennis
0: <laughs> just read it last year okay it was last year but I <laughs> I love that's how often you need to read that a that's sports that's like
1: two sports books in my whole life and they've both with it been within the last year Okay, so it's not totally sports, but I found myself like super engaged in tennis. Yes. And it reminded me my grandma always watched the US Open and Wim- Wimbledon. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm embarrassed to even say it and say it wrong. And so, it kind of reminded me of how much my grandma followed sports. And so, that was kind of like a sweet little memory of watching it in her kitchen, having it on the TV while she was cooking, and her being so into sports, like in the 80s, into these tennis players that she used to just yes. talk about all the time. I found myself getting pulled back in there. Very nostalgic for me. Yeah, And that's fun. Serena and... Williams. What's her oh, sister's her sister.
0: name? I can't remember her sister.
1: Oh. Uh, they just like are back on the scene. I've seen in like a couple news reports lately that they're doing a comeback. And so I don't know. Just all of it together was like, okay, I can get into this. Well, I can get into tennis. You go, Venus. girl. Venus. There you go. Serena and Venus Williams.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so it's it's a fun book. like in case you're not familiar with Carrie Soto is back it's the story of a retired tennis player she's like 38 which is or 37 37 which is old for tennis like you do not play especially women's tennis I guess yeah these young bodies cannot pick ca- yeah like cannot
1: compete against I mean the 37 year body. olds cannot compete against these 20 year olds who obviously totally have way more energy yeah and it's their so bodies natural. have taken
0: less of a beating.
1: Yeah, and I that was another thing like how hard tennis is on your knees and ankles mm-hmm. and the difference between being on a clay versus grass totally. court. All like, these things I knew nothing I about. I knew nothing about all that. It so was really fun play back and yeah. forth like when they were talking about the tennis play. But
0: And before Carrie retired, she had um made all these records, right? She'd set yeah. all these records. And had still held them for all these years. It was like, what, eight or 10 years since yeah. she had played? And um, she would held the record. And here we are now. She's 37 years old. And there's a player who,
1: beats, who her record, beats her record. And she
0: cannot handle it. She's like, no, that's my record. I'm going back and I'm going to. I'm
1: keeping my record. I'm gonna she's set not going to new take record it from me. Yeah, I'm going to set yeah. a new record. But also Carrie has like. She's known to not be very friendly. No, she's known as the beast. Yeah. The hat jackhammer? What mm, did they call her? Sledgehammer? Sledgehammer, I think. Like, she just... She's not nice. She doesn't have the PR (laughs) to... She plays the game good, but she doesn't have any of the rest of the polished way to interview and communicate with other players. And, I mean, just common basic skills that you'd think... If someone gives you a compliment, you can just say thank you. No, she's... She does not. She doesn't know know what to say. And she's... Like you're telling me things I already know. I already know that. There was no point in saying it type of attitude. And so she's not well liked by other players, but well loved by people who are following her because of how great her play is. she really is an amazing tennis player. Like everyone knows her. She can't go anywhere without... Yeah. Being noticed and... So it's a fun story. Like you're watching
0: her as she tries to make this comeback and you're the whole time you're like, are you going to actually set a new record or are you going to fail? And are you
1: going to learn?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things that she needs to learn.
1: It's not just the game. It's the game. Of The whole thing of life, of doing the interviews and doing... Well, and just being a good human. Having a support system and... What does it mean to trust people? yeah. And knowing that your opponent wants just as badly to break records and deserves, when the records are broken, deserves the accolade that you got type of yeah, lessons and stuff like that. So it's really sweet, her relationship with her dad, who is her coach. Yes. And um, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was It was, was so really, great. really good.
0: It really is good. And I will say... Like for the first half of the book, I was like, you're awful. The main <laughs> character is awful. Like the cuz she, she really is she is. treats
1: people awful. Yeah. And yet then you find yourself rooting for her.
0: Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's Absolutely. So it's really funny. It's it's yeah. such a well-written book. It's another one of those that I walked away going like, that's a real story. Like yeah. it felt like it was she is a real person. A real person. A real tennis star. And that's what Taylor does
1: so well. So well. Makes you question, wait, is this really based off of someone? Um and I also in Taylor Jenkins read fashion she puts little Easter eggs from yes. her other books in which is super I love fun that so to, much. um yeah super fun when they pop up you're like oh I think in that's this so one
0: cute. yeah I'd love to hear if you guys caught any more but I caught one where it was like she's Terry Soto is reading yeah. um one of Terry another. Taylor Jenkins read. I think it was yeah, Daisy, Daisy Jones and the,
1: the Six. she had that book with her, which I thought was fun.
0: I did too. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. So,
1: um, just fun little characters that pop up here and there. And little, I thought that was fun. She was reading her book. So, anyway, I loved it. I know it was so good. And now I can't wait for her next one. Now that's the I know. letdown. Afterwards I is know. like you have
0: to wait so long. Oh,
1: r- write another one for hurry. me.
0: Hurry, and go write sit it. by your
1: pool and write away, please. Because I'm ready to read another one. <laughs>
0: What a good week of books. Yes. This is how, th- these are the weeks I love. Yeah. So many great things to talk about. Um, we'd love to hear from you if you've read these or have suggestions for us. We want to hear about it. You can find Absolutely. us on Instagram
1: and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please share and rate and subscribe. We
0: appreciate
1: all those shares. Seriously, and it's huge for us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music.
0: And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. And And this this is your book club.